Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thanks once again for joining us here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Knuckle Up. Today, we have a very special guest in the den with Cedric Ben, young man out of Team GB's uh, ranks. Now he's pro. He's here to talk about his career and how he's got the, and how he's doing, quite frankly. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, it looks like he's frozen. You there, Kelly? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> refresh, refresh the page. Um, but yeah, we have Callum French, um, UK boxer, doing very, very well in his career. He's one and zero right now, um, yep. but um, you know his his skill level shows shows a higher level than that. And um, hopefully, he can hop on here to elaborate a little bit more on uh, on his professional career. He's one and zero right now. had a had a tough tough debut against um, get uh, his opponent's name here. Rustin Fathulim, um, who Callum French, he clearly won the match, um, and that was his uh, that was his pro debut. And here he is. <laughs> Perfect. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, um, champ. Um, well, you know, take us take us back to the beginning. How did you first get involved in the sport, and why? Uh, it's a good story, actually. It uh, started in this kitchen right here. Um, I don't know if it was aired in the US, but there was a series on, on telly in the UK called the Contender Series mm. with uh, Sylvester Stallone and uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. Yes, yeah, yeah. Did you watch that? Did you just, uh, so it had like Alberto Mora in, um, Alfonso Gomez, Peter Manfredo. Wow. So me and my brother used to watch that in the living room. And uh, <laughs> after, the, after the main fights, at the end, we used to come in the kitchen here and uh, we, we didn't have two pairs of gloves, we only had one pair of gloves. So we used to have to use one glove each and one of my mom's slippers each. And we used to come in the kitchen, yeah, and, uh, and fight in the kitchen. And I used to ask him, I used to say, can you take us up to the local boxing club? Can you take us up? And um, he took us up. I was only nine at the time. You had to be 10 to start. So when I went into the local boxing club, I lied about the age. I said, oh, I said wow. I'm 10. And because uh, <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to box so much. And uh, he said, uh, he asked us my date of birth and I just went completely blank. I didn't even think that asked us anything, <laughs> anything like that. Uh, so I got the date of birth wrong. And anyway, and he went, lying on you. I went, I, I'm nine. He went, well, if anyone asks in the gym, make sure you tell them you're 10. <laughs> and then went from there. I started, uh, I started at a club called Highfell Amateur Boxing Club. Uh, I had my first five or six fights for them. And then I moved to Berkeley Boxing Club, where my career took off a bit. I um, I started winning national titles for Berkeley, and won a few junior national titles, and boxed for my country after that. Um, wait, 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 wait! You kind of you're kind of skipping ahead. How how much between you first coming into the gym and like having your your actual first match? I I saw like I see I was nine when I started um, and you had to be eleven to box. So okay, when okay. I went in the gym when I was nine, and um, I trained for two years in the gym before okay, I had my first years. bout when I was eleven, and uh, won my first bout. Um, I remember that experience. It was in a working men's club. Uh, I don't know if you know much about working men's clubs over here in the UK, but they just uh, 
where our little bloke score for a piss up, basically. Like, I got you. Uh, <laughs> I got you. I got you. I remember you got, you were allowed to smoke inside then as well. So when you come in at the box, it was like the full <laughs> room was just filled with smoke. It was like you had yeah. smoked a 20 box yeah. of Lambert and Butler before you got in the box. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, that was my first experience of uh, actually actual contests and that. Nice, uh, nice. Like I say, I moved to, after a couple of years at uh, Highfell. I wasn't getting that many fights there, so I moved to Burtley Amateur Boxing Club. Um, don't know if you know much about Burtley, but it's one of the most successful clubs in the country. Um, most national champions, train the most national champions, most uh, team members on Team GB. Nice. Uh, so I started boxing at Burtley, um, won my first junior national title at Burtley. Um, and then went from there, boxed for my country a few times as a junior, um, all the way through to senior. Okay. Well, might have cut off a bit. Just the champ was just talking about his uh, international success. Um, his, his, uh, some of his competitions he had at the at the international level. It's actually funny. I was just going to ask him about that because I have his. Uh, I got his highlights on on my other laptop over here. I was going to ask him about that. Um, so hopefully he comes back in a couple of minutes. Like I said, many he, uh, pardon me, Graham. I was just curious whether he went to the Olympics. Was he part of the, uh, the Olympic team that went? Uh, no, I, I, um, oh, here he is. He's back. Hello, man, I'm back. Hi, hi. <laughs> where was I? Where did, where did I get up there? Um, you were just talking about uh, you just started to get onto the international scene, your competitions at the, at the international scene. Yeah, um, yeah. So I um, I won my first senior national championship, mm -hmm. uh, which put us number one in England in like the men's category in the seniors, and then broke onto the international scene, um, and then won my first few tournaments for GB. I uh, went unbeaten for quite a while for GB. Uh, thirty-five fights. I went on a thirty-five fight unbeaten win streak, nice. um, which was halted in twenty seventeen by a man called Yuri Shestak from the Ukraine. In mm. the European semi-finals, they have a strong uh, Ukraine has a strong amateur team, right? So yeah, that's. Uh, I was a tough bloke. Where I'd I'd boxed him earlier in the year. I'd boxed him in the Stranger tournament in Bulgaria, and I'd beat okay. him. And then the rematch was in the European semi-finals in Ukraine, in mm. his hometown, and mm. he beat us on a three-two split, which wow. I thought I won. Like, but it's on YouTube. You can have a watch of it. It's a good fight. It's a close fight. Like, but okay. it was one of them. It could have went either way. Uh, when you when and you then, lose a when you lose a split decision in the other person's hometown, you know you know you, you basically kind of won. But uh, you know, ah, yeah. you've got to swallow it, though, haven't you? You kind of go through. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, I got out. I, I got out the ring because uh, the BBC over here in um, England they cover the European Championships and the World Championships. So when I got out the ring, the BBC came up was with a mic and they were like, "Callum, you were hard done by there. Was it because uh, were the judges on his side because it was in his hometown and?" I thought to myself, he wants me to just say, oh, I got robbed, I got robbed, this, that. But I just swallowed it and said, listen, he, he was the better kid on the night and, and he got the nod. Yeah. Which, it, it, I mean, it, if you can't scream and robbery and that, people just say, yeah, oh. it was a close fight. It could have went either way, do you know what I mean? You've got to take the air, uh, got to roll with the punches in these amateurs. Mm -hmm. You don't get yeah. any decisions going your way in, uh, in that Eastern Europe. Exactly, exactly. Um I usually, usually when I'm talking to a boxer, I have uh, I have two laptops set up on my other laptop here. I have uh, 
I usually have the boxers highlights on. So I got, I was watching your, your, your pro debut before. Now I have this fight with uh, Enrico LaCruz. Uh, this was in the, the finals, 2021 finals. It doesn't say, it doesn't say where, but. Yeah, um, that, that was in Lithuania. That was my last hmm. amateur tournament before turning pro. Um, it was called the Soccer Cast Tournament in, uh, in Lithuania. Um, LaCruz, actually, that was the third time I'd boxed him. Um, I'd boxed him in a few earlier international competitions. Uh, I beat him three times, so he probably hates me. Uh, <laughs> but he, he's a good fighter. He's an experienced fighter. Yeah, yeah. He, he's been to two Olympics. Him. Um, he hasn't medaled like, but he's he's, he's got that uh, he's got that amateur experience, and he, he he was a decent fighter. Like, nice, nice. And then speaking of the Olympics, I know Team GB is loaded. Like they like last Olympics, you guys were either in the finals or in you know silver or bronze and almost. All, all the finals matches, um, but, but I know it's tough just just getting onto the team, especially in your weight class. Um, so that, that that was just a situation where you know you you could have went, but like you and um, I forget which one of the McCormick brothers is in your weight class, but basically either one of you guys could have went, correct? Yeah, yeah. So um, from after the Rio Olympics in 2016, I was the number one at 60 kilos. So mm-hmm. I was the number one at 60. Luke was the number one at 64, and Pat was the number one at 69. Um, so as we drew closer to this 2020 Olympics, I had it in my head. I was going at 60, and Luke was going at 64, Pat was going at 69. But the year before the Olympics, the uh, IEBA decided to change the weights around. Oh, so yes, yes. Due to gender equality, two weights had to get taken out of men's to add two yeah. weights to the women's. So 60 kilo was one of them weights. So my weight got taken out, which meant I had to move up to 63, which was already occupied by Luke. Like Luke, Luke was at 64, so he um, he um, he had like ranking points in that that weight already. So it would have been hard to knock him off that, yeah. that spot at uh, 63 kilo. Hmm. So uh, I didn't get I didn't get a chance to go to the Olympics. Uh, I was meant to go over as a sparring partner to help Luke in that prepare. But I caught COVID uh, a, cu- a couple of weeks before I meant to go, so I was just like, "Ah, far." It just yeah. wasn't meant to be that Tokyo for me. Like, mm. well, this could be kind of like a, a um, sort of a blessing in disguise because, like, normally when guys come out of the Olympics, especially when they, they 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 put up a good showing, like the McCormick brothers did, you know, everyone knows who they are, so they already have a target on their back. In your situation, and like like me personally, I do, I do my best to keep up with all the top boxers, pro and amateur. You know, you you kind of slipped under the ranks, I under under my radar, so I, I didn't hear about you. But so I'm saying that might work in your favor, as right, not too many people know about you going into the pro ranks. I might might think you know might take you lightly, not knowing that uh, you know not knowing your skill level is is uh, just as 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 high as as the top guys coming in. Um, so you know, might work in your favor to sneak up on people. Oh, I think he paused again. Might Did you notice up. that? Did you notice that Ray has asked a couple of questions here? Oh, ask no, I don't have, I didn't have my thing on. Um, ask him oh, look who it is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Ray, Ray's asking who is tougher, De La Cruz or Sufwain Omaha? So we if Calum, if Calum gets back, yeah, Calum gets yeah, back yeah. on here. And. Oh, um, Mike, uh, I was doing my best to uh, hold it down. And no, uh, you held it. You held it down, brother. You held it down. I was watching. I was watching. <laughs> you held it down. Technical difficulties. Well, 
you know what it is. Technical um, difficulties worldwide, apparently. Yeah, I know, man. There, there he is. He's back. He's back. Sorry, me, I lost you there. Um, oh, you're dear. saying you do your best to keep up with the. Um, Yes, yes, I was saying I, I, I was, I do my best to keep up with the, with the top boxers at the pro and the amateur level. Um, you kind of slip through, you know, under my radar, uh, just because, like I said, I, you know, I, I knew all the guys from from Team GB, and I, you know, just because at the Olympics and you know the big tournaments. Um, so going into the pro level, the, the McCormick brothers, you know, they already have a target on their back because everyone already knows who they are. What I'm saying with you, it might work in your favor, just kind of slipping under the radar, people not knowing who you are and might take you lightly, not knowing that your skill level is just as high as, as those other guys, right? So it might uh, might work in your favor to try to sneak up on them like that. Well, yeah, I definitely made Obviously, I went to all the um, all the major tournaments and that that the, the rest of the team went to. It was just mm -hmm. obviously what happened with the weights when they changed the weights around that, that, that uh, took away the opportunity to go to the Olympics. But... Like they say, it was a blessing in disguise. It, uh, it fueled the fire in my belly. Like it's, when, mm. when I didn't go to the Olympics, it was like, right, where's the next step? I'm not standing on ceremony. What, 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 what's the next? What's the next move? And uh, the next move was uh, was to turn pro with uh, Matrum in the zone. Nice. We have a, a question in our chat from uh, from Ray from the UK, who also has a, his own uh, podcast too. His question is, um, who was tougher between Dela Cruz and Sofiane? Umiha. Yeah, um definitely Sofian. Uh I boxed uh, La Cruz um three times and beaten three times. I boxed Sofian the once in the European Union finals. Uh, and Sofian was one of the uh, one of the best uh, boxers I've ever been in the ring with, to be honest. Nice. Um, Olympic silver medalist um won uh, countless um Gold medals. He won a world world gold medal, beating um, Lazaro Alvarez in the final. You know, he was a he was a very oh, skilled wow, really, player. Huh? Yeah. Now, um, what can you say? What can you say? Sorry, I apologize for cutting you off. Um, but what can you say? Like, uh, um, because you said he's the best boxer you've been in there with. Like, what what exactly about him was it? The was it the speed? Was it just him being smart? Was it the power? What um. What exactly separated him for you to say that he was clearly the best? Um, his judgment, the distance, his timing, his um, his patience. He was he, he wouldn't. I was trying to draw him in and draw him in, but he wouldn't. He'd never come. He, he would just be waiting, wait on you and count you. Um, the speed of the counter. He's he, he's a very clever fighter. He's um, I say he's probably the best best boxer I've ever boxed. Not not the best I've ever been in the ring with. Like I've uh, I've been over to your shows before. Uh, mm -hmm. I went over to Colorado in 2017 and 2018. Okay. okay. Um, to train, obviously with Team GB, to train with the uh, the USA squad in the Olympic uh, training center. And uh, I done the first year I went. I done a few rounds with Duke Duke Reagan. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very good fighter. In the second year I went over, I done some rounds with Shakua and uh, Keyshawn Davis as well. So nice. Oh, you got yeah, some good sparring yeah. in. Nice, nice. You see what I mean? Oh, That's I what I mean. These, these are the little things that uh, that people don't know. Like, you know, nobody knows your name yet, but you've been in the ring sparring with the best guys. You've competed at the highest level. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I got my money on you. <laughs> um, uh, quality fighters and exactly. good setup as well over in the, in the uh, USA training center. Obviously, you've got a... Uh, 
uh, cake aroma uh, gives a, a lot of good advice all the time and he's got mm-hmm. a lot of fighters um, a lot of fighters there uh, I think he's taking a few of them pro as well now so good luck to all them lads uh, the, the, no doubt in my mind they'll be world champions out there terrific fighters um, I wanted to ask quick, quick question from Ray, uh, yeah, uh, Mike. Just a quick question from Ray. Um, Graham Rutherford. Yes, he wanted to ask how good of a coach is Graham Rutherford. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Graham's the man behind the magic, man, isn't he? <laughs> uh, he, goes, he goes under the radar so much, Graham, because I he doesn't he doesn't like the spotlight in that. Uh, but um, he's he's the best coach I've ever worked with. Better. He, obviously, all the coaches not down the GB squad now that I've. Got a lot of time for them. They're very, very good coaches, um, experienced international coaches. But um, Graham's technical side in that, uh, nothing really comes close to it. To be honest, obviously, mm. he's tra- trained all, trained, pre- trained us, trained me, trained the McCormack trains, trained Mark Dickinson. Um, he's trained all of us up uh, through leading up to going on GB from from when we've been kids. Um, like, it's not like he was like handed we were more good fighters. He was given to we we were given to him when we were like, like really young kids, and he sculpted, sculpted with styles and sculpted with character, and um, yeah. into into who we are today. So, like massive respect to him and uh, all, all lot to him. Not just not just in the ring, out the ring as well. To, uh, he does not know this, but um, I was working at a factory uh, when I was about eighteen, and I got let go. So Graham was a scrap man at the time. So Graham gives a job working with him on the scrap. And uh, I was practicing for my driving test. Uh, I had my driving test coming up, so he was letting us drive the scrap van round. So the day before my test, it's been pouring down with rain. And basically, the faster you get round the round, the faster you get home. So I've been flying round the, uh, round, the round, and uh, it's been pouring down with rain. There's no tread on the tyres. I've come off a roundabout wow. and I've been sneaky in the scrap van along the road, completely lost control of it, went flying off the road in loads of trees and st- completely wrote it off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I had to get towed away and everything, man. Uh, and then I passed my test the next day. <laughs> 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 now that you have been a pre-match nerves there. Eh? Well, wow. Graham's, Graham's been there for, we're not just in the ring, like I say, out the ring as well. He's... um. He's, a, he's been like a father figure to all of us. Obviously, the twins and Mark, they went down a different path now. They're training down right. in um, down in London with Ben Davidson. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I'm still at Berkeley with Graham and Cyrus Patterson's still at Berkeley as well. So right. I think we're staying there for now. I, I um, Don't change it if it's not broken. That, that, exactly. That's what I say. Yeah. Like, exactly. Exactly. Um, since signing with Matchroom, well, like how, how long was Matchroom scouting you? Do, do you know how long they were scouting you before they wanted to sign? Yeah, yeah. So Matchroom had um, who's managing my career now, uh, Charlie Sims. He's right. been, he had been coming down Sheffield since about 2018. Okay. Uh, talking to us and asking like what my plans were and like saying, saying what I'm going to be doing. So he's um, managing my career now. Um, he's the son of Tony Sims, the trainer from the Matchroom yeah. gym. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I either like, like I say since twenty eighteen. I think I was um, 
I was talking to Charlie about wondering what I was doing. I didn't know whether I was turning pro. Or go. I was here. Yeah, I wanted to go to the Olympics. That was the plan. When I was at 60 kilo, I was the number one there. So yeah. I was thinking I'm going to go to the Olympics and then turn pro. When 60 kilo got taken out, it was like a crossroads. I, did, I wasn't yeah. really sure what I was doing. Um, yeah. I know GB was quite keen to keep us on for another cycle. Right. But it wouldn't have left as much time to make a dent in the pro game. So I just made the decision to turn over. Like, yeah. Nice. Um, so, so what are some, what are some of the short term goals that uh, you you and the matchroom team have uh, in in set in the next say six months to a year? What are you guys planning? How many times you want to fight? Where are you going to fight? Um, I want to be as active as possible uh, this year. Like I want to be as busy as possible. Um, I see. I think I've got four six rounders, two eight rounders, and two ten rounders in the contract. Yeah. But that can be all that can be moved quicker if if needs be. Um, Hopefully, I want to be boxing for a title in the next eighteen months. Yeah. Eighteen months, two years. Uh, but like, let us say this year is about activity. It's about uh, activity, consistency. I want to be boxing as much as I can, getting as much experience as I can in the pros. Because it's a different game, isn't it? You've got to learn the tricks of the yeah. trade, and that. I mean, yes. it's like yeah, completely exactly. different. Like, I learned a lot in my first fight. Now that it's a it's a tougher game than the, the amateur game, and. You've got to prepare better. You've got to you've got to be fitter. You've got to be stronger. To it's more like a fight. Like I heard someone say not long ago, uh, amateur boxing's like a chess match, and professional boxing's war. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yes, yes, it yes. Is. I was because my my next question was 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 going to ask you like, what do you see as um is the biggest difference between the amateur and the pro level? But you just answered it right there. You know, you're right because in in, in three rounds, it's a high pace, but it's high pace chess match because you're you know there's not too many yeah, knockouts. You just to hurry up and get some points and and yeah. and not get hit. Um, at the pro level, you're right; it is war because it's you know you're going even though you're still in between four and six rounds right now. Eventually, you're going to be spreading that spreading that out to to, to more rounds. So you got to be able to you know think your way through through the war, like you said. All right. Um, just going back to. Um, I'm a, I'm a boxing coach myself, so I appreciate hearing about other other good coaches like uh, like Graham Rutherford. Um, especially you mentioned before about you know your different style, and this is something that that Mike noticed too. You know the different style that you have. You know specifically, you know like that that uh, that sneak uppercut that you do. I Whoa. mean, everyone could could throw a nice uppercut, but the way you do it, you know, it's, it's different. And yeah. um, you know, I'm, I'm assuming is that a is that a, 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 a is that a Graham Rutherford trick? Yes, 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 yes. Or is, is uh, that... I, I, obviously, we just been working on everything in the gym, man. We've been working on like working on the inside game because as an amateur, I was very, I was very long range. I, I yeah. didn't really work much on the inside, but obviously, you've got to alter that in the pros. Um, you're gonna have to box on the, even though like I, I that's probably still me. Um. My best boxing ability is to box long, but you, you, I'm going to have to adapt and box uh, on the inside sometimes as well because obviously you need to in the pros. You've got to you've got to work inside and you've got to you've got to stay busy. So uh, we're just working on that uh, sneaky little overcut in the gym, and uh, oh, when yeah, it comes no. inside, just let it go as, as soon as he's inside. Uh, got to right. punch first on the inside, really. Like can't let him get his work off first. So as soon as he's inside, bang, let him down. Yeah, there, there, there was there was there was one combo specifically that I watched you throw, and it was you countered him with that inside left, and then you backed out and then threw the jab quick, and then wow, just that straight left drilled the guy, man. Like your ability to bounce back and come in was was really quick, man. It's really fast. What kind of drills do you do to work on that on on gaining that kind of speed to be able to close that distance so quickly like that? 
Yeah, um, so with Burnley being an amateur gym originally, when all the way through we've been drilled these footwork drills. So it's been like since we've been like a kid, since I've been like 12, 12 years old, we've been in and out on the feet, fast feet. So we've been working on footwork. We've worked on footwork for the past like 10 years or something in Burnley, in and out, fast feet, in and out, judge the distance and counter, like faint and counter, faint and counter. So I think that 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 itself has just been drilled into us over the year. Over the years and um and just ingrained in us ingrained in us now like yeah that's a great great fundamentals from a great coach man that's that's yeah. what it's really right exactly. good base you need a good base to be a champ <laughs> definitely um, solid base yeah that's right that's right um what um okay so for the people out there that don't know really know who you are what would you say would represent your best performance in the ring so far what opponent. Eh, four. I'm not really sure. Like, if you watch um, some WSBs and that, I box well in some WSBs. Obviously, you can watch that pro debut. That's a good performance. Uh, yeah, no, I box quite well great. in that. Obviously, it's not a game. It's a massive caliber because I was boxing quite a high caliber of opponent in the amateurs, and, and he wasn't as high. Obviously, when you start out in the pros, you're not boxing at that high international level as an amateur. But um, yeah. Uh, Boxed in uh, some major competitions all over the world against some of the top uh, top lads in um, in the lightweight division. So uh, you can probably find some of the fights are there on YouTube. Um, yeah, Yuri Shestak, well, the one I was talking about before, the bloke yeah. who ended me thirty five winning winning streak. Uh, that's on YouTube in the uh, European semi-finals uh, where I lost on a three two split. That's a good fight to watch as well. So. Yeah. Uh, you can find uh, find some good performances on YouTube. I think like our friend Ray, our friend Ray Nichet is mentioning your ABA final versus McGrail in the Liverpool. Great performance, yeah. That's that's what he's saying. Uh, I that was a that was a that was a tough fight against Peter. I'm I'm good friends with Peter now, so that was like my breakthrough onto the GB to get us onto the GB team. So I wasn't on GB at the time. And then that was my first senior um, national title. Um, so I boxed Peter in the final. Peter was already on GB at the time. And uh, I beat him in Liverpool. Um, it was a it was a tough fight. But uh, like I say, that got us onto the GB team and made us break onto the international scene. Nice, nice, nice. Um, any plans on... Um... <clears throat> you already travelled to North America for some great sparring, like you mentioned before. Um, any plans on, on coming back for a training camp or anything like that? I have, as you can see, I have a gym here that you can use too. <laughs> oh, I would love to. <laughs> I would love to get over there sparring. Um, obviously, everyone knows um, the, Ameri- the, the American gyms are the, the best for the pro sparring. So if I get the opportunity to go over there, I will, uh, I'll jump at the chance straight away because I know it's tough sparring over there. And um, you've got a pl- plenty of good pros. So it can only bring us on. Obviously, what the only way you come on in anything in, in any sport and anything you do is to be in there with people like who are either on the same level as you or exactly. higher level than you, which brings you on. So you you want to be pushing for that tough sparring all the time and the USA is where the tough sparring is, like, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. What um what do you think what do you think separates you from every other athlete in your weight class? Um, me, uh, like me, mindset, me drive. Um, a lot of fighters have got the, um, they've got the ability, but they haven't got the dedication. 
a lot of fighters have got the dedication, but they haven't got the ability. I, I yeah. honestly believe I've got the full package. Um, I've got the uh, got the ability, and I think I've got the dedication to go with it. I cranked it up even more since I left GB. Then completely dedicated myself to the sport, and uh, everything I do is just geared towards and how can I make myself better? How can I make myself stronger? How can I recover better from each session? Do you know what I mean? Everything's um, everything's geared towards like if I'm in training camp, everything's geared towards the next session. How can you recover? better for the next session how can i perform better in the next session do you know what i mean so yeah. just that uh that, that that dedication and and the 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 skill the skill set to go with it yeah um you got a fight coming up in uh in march um opponent not yet determined or do you know or are you not allowed to nah, say yet <laughs> no nah, i haven't been to be honest mate i haven't been given an opponent yet like last time uh my first fight i didn't get the opponent until the, like the the last couple of weeks before the fight but it doesn't really matter too much to me because when you're boxing these international competitions uh for gb like you go to the you go to the way in your way in and you get the draw so you don't know who you're fighting until a couple hours before you right. the, the the tournament starts anyway so i'm used to not knowing who i'm fighting and just uh, adapting on the day but obviously we'll probably have a, a couple of weeks to uh to have a look at the, the opponent when when we get it through and um Graham will fathom out a game plan for her. <laughs> Put together a game plan for the big win. <laughs> well, Mike, Mike and I also have a, a Sunday show called Knockout of the Week, so hopefully you'll, you'll be on there with your after your next performance. Yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm thinking so. I'm thinking so. I'm thinking it's going to be a nice, fancy one. Very very highlight yeah. reel-esque. <laughs> yeah, that that uppercut. If you can, comment, if you can that, land that, that, that uppercut. Yeah, that counter-uppercut, man. That counter-uppercut. That'd be a nice, yeah. pretty one. Because yeah, well, that's always a pretty one because the minute you step out of the way, he just falls. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be looking for that now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, Callum, do you want to be loved or you want to be feared in your career? Uh, it doesn't really matter to me, you know what I mean? As long as I, as, as long as I just be myself and, 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 and get in the ring and, and get the wins you can love us, you can fear us, you, you can think what you want about us. Yeah. Right. Oh, well, we, we froze there. Uh, we'll get him back in a second. Man, I had, I had technical difficulties myself. Couldn't even get on. <laughs> uh, what other... Um... What other stats can you tell us about Callum? Um, I, Callum, I, man. Yo, let me tell you. Let me tell you a little bit. Let me re, let me refresh everybody. Yes, please. Yo, Callum. Callum was a European bronze medalist in 2017, and he enjoyed a 35 fight winning streak from 2012 to 2017 for five Hello, lads. years. Five years. Well, oh, we're just going over how for five years. You were dominant. I mean, thirty-five fight win streak dominant. Yes, and uh, we're just letting the letting the audience know again how dominant you were in your amateur career. If they just don't know who you take are, us, just take us through through that zone because you know most people most people can't just fathom having going through a, a single boxing match itself. But like, yeah. and not only did you go through a thirty-five winning streak, but it's thirty-five wins at at a high level, not just yes. regular, regular club shows. So, can you just? Obviously, physically, it's one thing, but you know, can you just talk through us, like mentally, like how how much of a zone were you in to be able to stay, you know, that 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 focused for the for that? Yeah, time? yeah, just um, it was. I think winning's a habit. 
Uh, I think once you get it, it is. Yeah. Once you get into it, and, and your mindset's in the winning mindset, it's it's very tough to get out of it. And and, and when you, it's a, it was a tough one as well because when when you win in a lot, you lose the like, not the love love for winning, but now when you when you when you come to lose, you realise how much how much you loved winning. Like when you when you've won a few on the bounce, like you win and it's like yes, yes. Yeah. When you lose, you think, oh, how good yeah. was winning? How I want to get back to the winning ways, and that mm. that that that's what um it made us realise how much I loved winning when 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 I got took that loss in the in the Europeans. Um, yeah, which it, it was a tough one to swallow, but you've got to you've got to take them defeats and uh, make make them make you stronger. Um, you've got to feel forward and feel feel. Let us say, feel forward and push on from it. Make sure you learn from every defeat, because um, that's where the lessons are. And the defeats, like I say, when, when you're winning all the time, there's not as many lessons in it. Right. And when yeah. when you start losing, you start realizing that's where the lessons are, and that's where you grow. Your your growth comes from your your defeats and your in your lessons. What's uh, what what do you think the greatest lesson that you've learned from any of your losses is? Um, oh, that is a good question. That <laughs> <laughs> you can take a minute. You can take a minute to think of what you need, man. I know, I know. I popped that one right in there like that. Uh, just like I say, just to just to not take it for for granted. Because when you when you're winning all the time, I don't I don't know if you I don't know if I was taking it for granted. And then when I lost, that's when you realise. So it's, you've you've got to keep. Your mind in that winning winning mindset. You've got to you, you've got to keep. I don't know. Like I can't think back now, but I, I I don't know if I slapped off in training a little bit, or if it, you know if something like that happened. I don't think I would have like because I I'm not that type of kid. You know what I mean? I I put yeah. everything in every training camp for each fight. Um, but like thinking back, I might have like little things I might have missed leading up to it. Um, which m- m- might have made us uh, like get get the loss, but. That, like yeah. I say, that's where you learn from it, isn't it? Yeah, true. Um, with um, with w- when it comes to your career, I know it's going to be a long one. You're just starting out now. I know you have no thoughts of it, but eventually, when you're ready to hang up the gloves, um, what do you want to be remembered for in the sport? Uh, what what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? Um, I think I just want to be remembered for like boxing, like not never ducking anyone, boxing everyone. Um, being in some classic fights, being in some tough fights, uh, being a world champion—that that—that is the main goal. I want, I want, I want to be a world champion. Um, just uh, like I say, just boxing everyone, boxing the best, not dumping anyone. Like obviously, you see these days because there's so many governing bodies, right. a lot of uh, you, you get away with boxing easier fights and stuff. But I want to be one of them where nah, I'd be game to fight anyone, keen as mustard to fight anyone. Um, I think that's how you've got to be. I think that's where, like, you determine who the best is. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, with all the politics going on in boxing, what are like some of the some of the biggest challenges that you faced so far in your career that have been like, you know, kind of politically upheld in, or or you know, like how have the politics affected you the most? What's what's been the worst so far? Oh, did we freeze? Oh, well, it might have froze again. <laughs> maybe, maybe the question was too serious. 
the powers that be don't want him to answer that. Yeah, I know, I know. You know, the boxing world's like, listen, Mike, you can't be asking that kind of stuff. <laughs> Leave the politics out of the game, people. <laughs> well, we'll get him back in a minute. We'll find out what the answer to that question is. And what it was is, what is the greatest challenge that he's faced today uh, with all the politics and boxing? And uh, what kind of political bullshit have they put him through or um, stopped him from doing? That's, you know, uh, I'm I'm just guessing right now because he's early in his career, he hasn't really faced any of that stuff yet. Where I think it's going to affect him is later on when he's probably about, uh, uh, you know, 12, 13 fights in, and he's getting ready for to, for a championship, and then and then and then the people realize who they're up against, and they're not they're not going to be too willing to get in the ring with uh, with Mister French, and that's where you're going to find find problems. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, ask him, Mike. Now that he's back. Yes. So. Um, greatest challenge that you faced, um, you know, political or non-political. Have have you been stopped from fighting certain people? Have people been stopped from fighting you? Like, just run us through some of the politic bullshit in boxing. Yeah, definitely um, the biggest um, political decision that was made in my career. Like, that was the biggest effect on my career. So, as I was explaining to um, Ben and that before, uh, the when I was training for the Olympics, I was four years out from the Olympics. I was the number one at sixty kilo for for four years, and um, I was the number one at sixty. Luke was the number one at sixty four, and Pat was the number one at sixty nine. And um, but the year before the Olympics, they took sixty kilo out, mm-hmm. so I had to move up into sixty four, like sixty three kilo. They, they merged sixty four and sixty together to make sixty three. Um, but obviously Luke was closer to that weight and was established already at that weight so it meant I couldn't go to the Olympics which had been a dream of mine since I'd been nine years old and like since since I walked into that gym since I lied about my age yeah. when I was nine years old to get in that gym all I thought about was the Olympics I obviously made me, me, me uh, long-term goals and that were to turn pro after the Olympics right. but because the Olympics was my first goal that's all I'd ever thought about it. I want to go to the Olympics, I want to medal at the Olympics and then go pro. Um, so having that taken away from us uh, like the year before the Olympics and being being so close to getting it and then having it ripped away from us, um, that was a, it was a tough one to swallow. But, you know, like a lot of... <laughs> that connection. It's, it's, it's the witching hour, that's why. It's the witching <laughs> hour, folks. That's where that's where everybody just got home from work and everybody's on the internet all at once. <laughs> Basically, yeah, I think we'll get him back here in a second. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna ask him a couple more questions. I'm gonna wrap up because I know he's uh, he's a very busy man, and uh, you know he's got probably fight camp starting in a week or so. So yeah, I got to get going in a couple of minutes here myself. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll ask him a couple more questions as soon as we get him back and. Uh, and yeah, we'll go from there, man. Did he uh, say? Did he have a name? Oh no, there was no name for his next opponent. Uh, no, not yet, not yet. And he doesn't care. You know, he's just going to get in there and do what he does best, and that's smash people out, man. Honestly, mm. you know, the great uh, the kid. The kid's actually a really good boxer, man. He's got great ring IQ. Can't wait to see him back in the ring. Mm-hmm. There he is. Yes, Callum. We're we're really, we're gonna we're gonna not keep you too much longer because I know you're such a busy man, and I know you got this fight coming up in a month that you got to prep for, and and you know you can only talk so long because you know you got to get you got to get some sleep. I know it's probably what ten eleven o'clock over there right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
honestly, I wanted to ask, um, with such a highly decorated amateur career, what was it like um, uh, balancing your like academic, um, you know, uh, goals and your academic career uh, w- with boxing? How was it hard to do both? Um, not particularly. No, no, not particularly. Like obviously, that I was. Um, I used to have to run before school, so I used to do me running before school, go to school, then go to the gym after school. So it wasn't too bad. Um, I ended up getting me GCSEs, and that. I done done didn't do too bad at school. Like, but um, I was just like obviously missed out on a lot uh, growing up. Now with obviously all your mates and that going out, and you missed out on your youth a bit. But that's like one of the sacrifices you've you've got to be uh, willing willing to make um it didn't really bother us that much to be honest like i've been lucky enough to have the gym to go to like a lot of people around my my area and that like didn't have gyms and that to go to and didn't have boxing clubs to be in and they've ended up going down the wrong path of drugs and alcohol you know and that ended up like like so some have ended up dead and ill and you know what i mean so yeah like i like i say them sacrifices of sacrificing your youth a bit they were worth it because i had i had somewhere to go i had like a like a salvage point you know what i mean i had i had somewhere to turn to and, uh, so, yeah I, I was about to say how how were you uh you know with all the distractions and stuff like that how how were you able to stay focused and not get caught up in um in those distractions but you know you kind of said it just you know just thinking about your goals and and the boxing gym that helped you stay focused um was it? Was there anything else? Obviously, your coach was it. Was it? Was a great uh, uh, inspiration outside of the ring too. So was it? Was it those two main things? Like just just knowing that you had a gym to go to and, and a coach that had your back inside and out of the ring. I'm assuming that was the, were the main things that helped you stay get stay focused. I I it was the drive to win the national titles as well because when I when I moved to Berkeley from my first club, yeah, all them were already national champions, and I was thinking. For like national national champion, these are the best in the country. Like yeah. I, I want to be, I want to be doing what they're doing. So it, it, it's the competitive side of us now. I'm a very competitive person, so I was saying when I got there, and they were all national <laughs> champions already. I was thinking, I want to, I want a piece of that cake. Do you know what I mean? So it was that driving us. I, I was thinking when my mates were going out on the drink, and that I was like, I'm not even awesome about that. I want to be a national champion. <laughs> yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, I want to do what the lads in the gym are doing. I want to be boxing for England. Do you know what I mean? I want to be That's going to the Europeans, the worlds. I want an awesome old guy on the drink, me. I just want to be champ. Nice. <laughs> I just want to be the champ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Honestly, yeah. you know, that's the recipe for success, man. You need, you need a lot of willpower. You need to be able to uh, stay focused. And definitely you're showing that, man, especially with, you know, the, the – the highly decorated amateur career that you've had, man, you know, uh, what, seven, 17 national tournaments or something like that, 14 golds, and then, you know, a 35 fight, five year win streak. Like that's, that's dedication, man. That's, that's pure dedication. And, uh, honestly, I can't wait to watch the rest of your pro career. It's going to be great, man. Seriously. I think he froze again, but uh, we'll get him back in a second so we can, <laughs> we can actually say bye to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get him back just to close it out. Um, yeah. yeah, man, that's good, man. I'm great, to, great, that, great that. Thanks for putting me on to him. Yeah, like, and, uh, and and Ray and Ray. Shout out to Ray. Yes. Yeah, Ray. Shout out to Ray. Yeah. Thank you very thanks much. Thanks for putting us on to Callum French, man. It's been a slice. Yeah. Uh, and Ray, thanks for coming on uh, on Tuesday, man, to join mm. us. Uh, in the meantime, man, we're waiting for him to get back. 
Oh, there he is. Perfect. There he is. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Um, yeah, this is awesome. Great, great answer, everybody. Everybody on the uh, on the comments is loving the answers, man. Um, it's great. Um, I guess we won't keep you too much longer, man. We know you're busy. Uh, when 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 you find out your opponent, uh, you know, shoot us a message, let us know so we can help advertise and and promote and push and let the people know who you are around the world. Because mm-hmm. definitely, guys that are watching around the world right now. Callum French, be on the lookout for this kid, man. He is definitely a force to be reckoned with in this pro division, man. Uh, go check out. We'll, we will drop his first fight in the comments, man, on a link so you guys can see. You don't even have to search for it. How about that? And uh, Callum, man, uh, personally, I just want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come and join us here. Um, yeah. Honestly, we'd love to have you back either you know before or after your next fight so we can uh, you know talk to the fans and, and let them know how you're doing and everything. Of course, mate. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you for having us on, and uh, it's a uh, it's a pleasure to to, to be on here. Speak near is a nice one. In case uh, in case anybody uh, is not following you yet, let people know where they can follow you on social media or Twitter, or Instagram, so they can follow your career too. I I follow us at Callum French underscore on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Callum French on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn as well. Callum French. Uh, follow follow us in your career. It's gonna be a big. It's gonna be a good one. Oh, it's definitely gonna be a good one. I got great feelings about this. I can't. I can't wait till you come back on a Sunday for that knockout of the week award with that uh, nasty inside uppercut, man. I, yes, I, yes. I, I, I'm predicting people going to sleep right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, nice one. Definitely, definitely be looking for that one now. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I can't wait to see it. It's gonna be great. Uh, Callum, just stick around after we uh, sign off, man, so we can thank personally. Uh, to all the knuckle up fans that are watching, thanks for tuning in. Uh, sorry that I was late with my technical difficulties today, guys. But yo, Cedric, you held it down like a champ. Yeah, that's uh, right. That's right. Yeah, guys, you know what it is tomorrow. Hannah Hansen in the studio, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Plus, we got Female Friday at 4. Plus, the Friday night panel. We got lots going on. So, guys, make sure you come check the channel tomorrow. If you haven't yet, go to talkandfight.com, hit that subscribe, and set those reminders. And we'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same channel, new prospect. Yeah. Peace.